Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Breakdown is a good television program. That's right, I said it. Somebody had to say it. It had to be said. And now we've got to the point where every single week I tune in. I feel excited deep down in my tum-tum because I want to know what's going to happen especially with the bloodline and Sami Zayn. WWE knows this too, and they're just injecting intrigue into our veins, which is why, hello. My name is Simon What Culture, and I am very pumped to tell you today it's time to take the figure of power and give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down WWE's Friday Night Show. The bloodline sans Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns came to the ring to start this week's episode of SmackDown. <laughs> they got such a massive reaction. Heals my ass. We also got this cool video from Survivor Series reminding us about war games as Sami Zayn told us that the entire group had leveled up. And I was like, well, yeah, if you were involved in a match that was that crazy, you're probably going to get a lot of XP. Zayn also wanted to talk about how good the Usos were when they cut him off and said, nah, dog, this evening is all about you. You're the best, you're the man, and we all love you as they got the fans to chant Sammy Uso. I was like, one second, I have something in my eye. Jay joined in with this and said Sammy proved his worth at the pay-per-view premium live event and that without him, they wouldn't have won. And it stunned Sami Zayn as much as it stunned me to the point they were like, Sammy, how do you feel? And he said, well, you know what? I'm feeling pretty oozy. This is the greatest moment of my life. It then got even better though, because now that they are on the same page, Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, and Sami Zayn have come up with this handshake, and honestly, it killed me. I was on the floor. They all look like fish out of water, but the absolute best part is off in the corner. It's so less and just standing there, looking like he's about to kill a man. I want this group in my life forever. This is when the brawling brutes decided it was a good idea to interrupt. It's a terrible idea, because even I was like, man, nobody wants you here right now. Like when that annoying drunk uncle of yours turns up at Christmas. But I think WWE knew this too, because Sheamus was like, oh, it's fight night, so we better fight. So they did have a fight, but before we get to that, I am absolutely giving this one up. We have now got to the stage where you just need to put the bloodline on TV, and I'll sit there, and I'll feel pretty damn good. And then, yeah, it was Zayn versus Sheamus, or Ginger versus Ginger. That's not my words, that's what Seamus said. What absolutely rocked though is that one, they got ages, and two, the crowd was really into this. Seamus is still riding that way from Clash at the Castle, but we all know that Sami Zayn is the jewel in all of our eyes at the moment. So you kind of had a good guy versus good guy match here. 
he didn't really, because after a while, people looked at Seamus, they went, boo. And I don't think they were saying, boo, Amos. Seamus also killed Zane with a clothesline that was so hard, even I fell down. I was like, oh man, I felt it. And then he took Sam and he threw him into Barry Barricade. Always I stare off into the distance because poor Bazza, he's just trying to do a job. Thankfully, the Usos were on hand to cast distraction when Sammy decided he would do all the DDTs. There was a normal one and there was a spinning one as well. And then, yes, I want to reiterate the once again, what was the audience doing? They were going, Sammy Zane, Sammy Zane. So when the bloodline does turn on him or he turns on the bloodline, it's going to be a moment for the ages. He then made a huge mistake because he went for Seamus's 10 beats and the Irishman was like, no. So he gave him this crazy till the world backbreaker. And I think that gave Zayn some false confidence because when he was back on his feet, he went for some kind of crossbody and Seamus caught him. And once again, he was trying to break his back because once again, he gave him a backbreaker. He followed up with a clover leaf, but Sammy was able to get out of that by grabbing the ropes when he did a dive, because it is 2022 wrestling. And when Sheamus went for the white noise, Sammy Zayn somehow turned this into a sunset flip bomb. Bravo to these fellas. He then went for the halluva kick and missed, which is when Sheamus hit the white noise properly. And once again, all the fans were going, oh. This is when the Usos went crazy with their distractions, which did allow Zayn to hit the blue thunder bomb. But you know the deal with that. One, two, kick out. I don't think it's ever beaten anyone. This is when Butch and Ridge Holland finally decided, why we just stood here like a couple of goobers? Why don't we go and stop the Usos? So they got into a big brawl. But all that did was distract the referee. When Jimmy Uso snuck in the ring like the Pink Panther, he basically stopped Sheamus from hitting a bro kick. When Jay Uso was there, he smashed the Irishman with a super kick, which is when Sam hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. And he beat him uno, dos, tres. It had to be done though, right? Because the fans had told us how much they loved Sami Zayn. And this is the first time that we've seen him and the Usos on the same page in this way. And look how successful it was. They just beat the former Intercontinental Champion. I don't think that's true at all. I can't remember if Sheamus ever won that belt or not, but I've said it now. But look, everybody loved this. You loved this. I loved this. If I sat down and showed it to my nan, she would love it, which would be very disconcerting because my nan is dead. It's so good, though. So it gets an up. It gets an easy up. Let's move on to whatever is around the corner. Santos Escobar then told us that he is going to win the World Cup later because it is the final when we were with Megan Morant and Kofi Kingston. He told us that he is entering the Royal Rumble, so we are officially in Royal Rumble season, when Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci found him. And I tell you, they really are Bowser's children. Kofi didn't back down, and given that Xavier Woods wasn't here on this evening, he said, well, why don't one of us have a fight with the other one? Sadly for him, Gunther walked in and went, I, I'll do it. Now, that's not how Gunther talks. He doesn't say, I but we will see these two later. There's more talking too as we then cut to Bray Wyatt. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. 
Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. He wasn't very happy. He chatted about the fact that wild animals kill each other, but nobody calls it violence. But for once again, he reiterated that he did not attack L.A. Knight. He doesn't know what's going on here. The reason he can prove this, though, is because if he had attacked Knight, that guy would be dead. It's like, I'm pretty... This isn't a good way to try and prove you're innocent. Like, imagine you try to do this in court. So, sir, did you kill that man? Trust me, if it was me that had done it, I would have flubbed him up so bad I would have ripped his limbs off. Okay, that guy's definitely guilty. We then had a recap of everything that had gone down between Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler and Shotzi. And honestly, we could have sped this up with having some text that just said, well, it didn't go very well. When it was actually time for Shayna versus Emma. Huh. As before, Mad Cat Moss was talking to Emma before this and said that she belonged in WWE. And I'm pretty sure Emma called him Riddick here. So maybe we're going back to that name, which would be awesome because he can have the feud with Vin Diesel. And then that's right, they kissed. Oh, I think something is going on. It didn't work as it never does though. <laughs> Because Emma walked to the ring. <laughs> she got absolutely murdered by Shayna Baszler. I mean, she tried to get a quick pin, but that didn't work at all. So Shayna started to walk over her arm. And any time the former Emmalina tried to do anything, Baszler just went, nope, and smacked her right in the face. I mean, she was like Godzilla. She was so dominant. And eventually she knocked Emma off the top, locked in the Kira Fuda clutch, and that was it. I was like, well, what was the point of that? Especially because after this, she continued to beat up Emma when Shotzi came out. And I was like, well, I'm sure the green-haired warrior's gonna do something. Nope, boop, down she went too. So she was absolutely useless in terms of trying to make the save. And this is when Raquel Rodriguez also came to the ring. And even though her arm is still in a sling, because of course she got injured, Shayna Baszler left. Now, Wade Barrett, bless his heart, was all like, well, it took three women to get her out of the ring. And I was like, why didn't she just attack her too? She is quite literally a one-armed person. So my emotions as ever are torn with all of this stuff because I love treating Shayna Baszler this way. So it is gonna get an up, but it is just murking off the rest of the division. It doesn't really make any sense at all. Damn. Lacey Evans then had a new vignette. Oh dear. Now this isn't Triple H's fault because the last time we did this was a bust because Vince McMahon couldn't make up his mind. But it does look like we're going back to the whole Marine stuff because we saw Lacey Evans here being a Marine. We better hope we stick to this one because otherwise we are going to fall into boy who cried wolf syndrome. But once again, this isn't Lacey's fault either. So let's be kind and just wait and see what happens. She does have a massive upside. We just need to present it. We then had a quick video for Ricochet too and why the hell not because he is also in the World Cup final later when it was time for Gunther versus Kofi Kingston. Now I was scared, I was worried, I was petrified because I was like, please don't do a Brock Lesnar situation. But they didn't. 
this was flubbing fantastic. But they just did exactly what they should have done with Kofi getting killed over and over again, but also being the fighting babyface. And are you aware of Kofi Kingston's work? He is so damn good at that, he just makes you want to cheer for him. Gunther kept smacking him over and over again, and down he went, because of course Gunther is the bigger man. And any time he was able to get some offense in, Gunther kind of absorbed it like he was Thanos. And that's what we should be doing, because Gunther is the end of level boss. Eventually, Kofi decides on a 2022 wrestling dive, because that's what we do do. But that's when Imperium got involved. And oh my gosh, Gunther gave Kofi Kingston this boot to the face. And I was like, where the hell is Nicolas Cage? Because face off. He was just about to hit his powerbomb too, when all of a sudden, Braun Strowman's music hit. So I was like, what were you doing, Braun? You were just stood backstage once again with the audio guy going, not now, it's not the right time. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Now, hit it now. Braun! And then out he came. His role was to get rid of Kaiser and Vinci, because of course they were being dicks, and they did do that as they fought to the back. And then in the ring, Gunther hit the powerbomb, and Kofi kicked out a two. And I honestly went, ooh, lally, I didn't see that coming. It also made Kofi hit this SOS for a near fall, and I bit on that, and then he was just here, there, and everywhere until he jumped at Gunther and got chopped out of midair. And this did finish a bit weirdly, because Gunther gave him a power slam that's called the last symphony or the final symphony or something like that. And he beat him. Now look, Michael Cole and Wade Barrett did do a good job because they were like, oh, hi. Gunther told us he'd been practicing a new finishing move, but it did mean this kind of ended anticlimactically. We weren't ready for it. Screw that though, because beforehand he had given Kofi this shotgun drop kick that I think took his soul out of his body. And otherwise, this was a tremendous match. Gunther is fantastic. Kofi Kingston is a damn all-time legend. I'm giving it up. We then had such an interesting skit with the bloodline too. Because Sammy and Sola were leaving the building to get some food when the Usos were like, we'll be with you one second. When Jimmy turned to Jay and said, man, I can't believe it. You being so welcoming of Sami Zayn and the bloodline, I never thought I'd see the day. Jay put this down to the fact that Roman had told him that he'd done his eye trick and looked into Sami Zayn's vision boxes and decided he was going to be okay. But then Jimbo was staring the pot because he was like, well, did you ever tell Sammy that you knew that he was lying to you last week? Jay kind of looked around and clicked his neck and said no. From nowhere, Seamus just jumped these guys with a shillelagh. He looked like a crazy person. And I'm pretty sure he said, me and Drew will see you next week and we want those tag team titles. Now look, I'm well up for that match. It will be great. Especially if it does lead to Sheamus versus Drew at WrestleMania. Got a feeling in my tum-tum we may be going in that direction. But once again, all of this just fit in a box so damn good giving it up. And then we got another return. I tell you, by the time we get to 2024, everyone is going to have to return to WWE, including my nan. As I've already told you, if that does happen, we should all be very perturbed. But Damage Control did come to the ring to laugh at everyone and say, man, we were so great at war games and would tell you who wasn't very good, that Becky Lynch, she absolutely sucked. They then started to run down the entirety of the women's division when Liv Morgan's music hit. She was like, well, I don't take too kindly to that. I'm going to come in there and beat you up. Now, this was the worst plan ever, because it was three on one. And I was shouting my television, wrestling mass. This is like two plus two equals potato. It doesn't make any sense. And of course she got wrecked. But all of a sudden, this music started to play that I didn't recognize, I can't lie. But yeah, here came the returning. 
Tiger Lux. And this actually made me very happy because I predicted this in a video a few weeks ago and I have so few wins in my life, I have to take what I can. And here is the deal. Some people on the internet are going, well, the crowd didn't react to this so nobody knew who Tegan Knox was. That's not true. She did get a little bit of a response. But also, the last time she was on the main roster, she was put in a tag team for eight seconds and then she was fired. So what the hell did you expect? I like it though, because Tegan has all the tools to succeed. And when she does get over with the fans, she's gonna be like Kofi Kingston. You can't help but get behind her. So I am going to give this an up and just look at the main roster women's division right now. It's pretty damn fire. Karrion Cross was then back too. Where the flub has he been? He talked about clocks as Scarlett started mucking around with these tarot cards. So I never want to hang out with these guys when they revealed who their next opponent is because of one of the cards, dun dun dun, was Rey Mysterio. So we are now setting up programs using Hoodoo Voodoo and also after this we did get a Uncle Howdy video when he was his crazy stealth. And I don't know if these two things tie in, but I did do a little twirl and go, wow. That must have been the spooky wookie minute. As ever though, we do need more context. I still don't get why we didn't get the blow-off match between Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross. Maybe we're gonna do that at WrestleMania. Although Rey Mysterio is absolutely great, so somehow this match will just work. The main event was next and bless Triple H right down to his cotton socks. Cause it was the World Cup Finals, Ricochet taking on Santos Escobar. And not only did they get a bunch of time, but oh my gosh, they went out there and they didn't really have a WWE style match. They just had their kind of match and it was flubbing great. As soon as the bell went, they just rocketed at each other too, even though Legado Del Fantasma was trying to interfere. And while Ricochet tried to get rid of them by giving them a boot, eventually Joaquin Wilde was just doing bad things. The referee was like, well, I'm watching you. I have eyes, I'm not Rey Mysterio. You have to leave. This is when Zelina Vega jumped up in the ring apron like, you can't do this to me. She went, oh yeah? And he threw her out too. So now it was one on one. I'd also love this if this actually happened in the football slash soccer World Cup. Like imagine America were playing. All of a sudden America, Mexico just rocked onto the pitch and started to beat them up. In fact, that is what the sport needs. Ricochet then flew around the ring like it was nothing, but when they were fighting on the outside, Santos grabbed him and threw him into Alan the announce table. When they started to war on the ring apron, and Escobar fell to the floor, so Ricochet did a shooting star press from that platform. Do you remember when people used to do normal shooting star presses and we were like, wow, now we're doing this? Wrestling doesn't make any sense. There was then this superplex, and because they both are flippy dippy doodah wrestlers, they kind of collided in midair, which was pretty cool. It was like superheroes. And then the following actually happened. Because Ricochet ran at Escobar on the outside and he used Simba the Steel Steps to leap off. But because Santos got out of the way, Ricochet fell onto Barry Barricade. So Santos Escobar was like, well, I'll come up here on Baz 2. They did when Escobar hit the Hurricane Rana from there to the floor. This was so damn good and it was executed so damn effortlessly. Somebody go and give them some cake. Ricochet then landed on his feet after another top rope Hurricane Rana, which will always be one of the most badass spots in wrestling. And then it was just, you do a move, I'll do a move, you do a move, I'll do a move. Wrestling tennis, there's no point me trying to recount it because I can't do it justice. They were then trading pins and at one point, I think Ricochet turned the Phantom Driver into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And then I tell you this finish, because Ricochet hit a poison Rana off the top rope that looked fantastic. 
He then did a big knee. He did a big boot. When he went to the top rope and he hit that 6.30, which always looks incredible, especially because he doesn't bust out all the time. He pinned Santos for the 1-2-3 and to win the World Cup. And I was just like, well, that was a flubbing great match. We had some fireworks as Ricochet held the cup up as Gunther came out to look at him, because that's what you do in wrestling, when you want to feud with someone. And I don't know whether it was just the right time and the right place or that they raised the bar so high, which they did do. But it doesn't just get an up, it gets a golden up. Like, say what you want about Vince McMahon and say what you want about Triple H and everyone is going to have different likes and dislikes. But we never would have done this under the old regime, so it felt new and it felt fresh like bread. Triple H has also successfully taken Ricochet and finally put him on that pedestal he deserves. Not gonna lie, I'll say this quietly, I'd even have him beat Gunther for the belt. Which also brought us to the end of Smackdown and it probably is the best wrestling television show at the moment as we hinted at in the intro. Let's give it an up. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Smackdown. Like the video, share the video and subscribe. And you know the deal. It's all YouTube stuff. You go to whatculture.com and you read your articles. You make sure you follow us on social media at whatculturewwe and Simon316. It makes us feel good. We need the followers. Go watch more videos, especially ups and downs. If you like those hardest part of the ring skits, <laughs> you need to check out Rampage. My name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you very much for watching me as always. I shall give you a bow because I'm a weird guy. See you soon. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.